Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey girls, welcome to season three of our Waves Ministry podcast. We are so excited that you've joined us and listening in today. And I have a special guest on with me as we're talking about our, if our journey could teach you anything. And um, it's actually my pastor. And I am so excited to have Pastor Darlene Pardon on our podcast today. I will say I have known her for several years, but really gotten to know her in the last six months or so. And it has just been a joy, the wisdom that she's poured out on me and many others, um, the joy of life that she brings to the party. Um, and I have a special kindred spirit with her in that she has been a youth pastor um, at heart for so very long. And she did youth ministry for 17 plus years. And I feel like she still does youth ministry. She wrangles us staff members <laughs> in some ways, but uh, she has spoken at conferences and written curriculums and done all sorts of different things, but I just want to welcome Darlene. How are you this morning? I'm great, Caroline. I'm su super excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Darlene, tell us, I know I, I told a few things about you, but tell a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, knowing who your audience was, I thought it would be really fun to just kind of talk about what I did as a young girl. Yes. A bit. I was a competitive swimmer. Um, I've lived, yeah, I was a competitive. I know that. Yeah, actually I, I had, I had asthma pretty bad when I was a young kid. And so my parents put me in swimming and I swam for years and years. Aww. So, um, yeah, so I did that. Um, I've always been a barefoot person. I still am barefoot. I hate to wear shoes. Like literally, you know, you can watch me walk around the <laughs> Day and I'll take my shoes off. Like I, I don't want to wear shoes. I hate shoes. Um, also I grew up in a sailing family and I grew up here in the area and, um, grew up sailing on the Choctahatchee Bay here. And so that's, that, that actually became a connection for me and my husband later. Cause we still yeah. love that. That's wonderful. Um, love the beach, you know, love yeah. the beach and, um, chips and salsa are my favorite food. I would say, is that a food group? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that that's like one of the main food groups, I think. For then, <laughs> Especially for beachgoers. <laughs> oh, for beachgoers? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I also coming off the beach, you just need like that type of food. Oh, for real. For real. But just about any kind of food in a great conversation is my jam. That's what <laughs> I love. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Darling. So what, one of the things that I love to do, I love going on road trips. And in fact, like this season, I had like a moment, like three weeks ago, I had been out just maybe 30 minutes away and I was driving back home and I got like teary eyed because I missed road trips. I was like, I just love traveling. And so this season's been weird, not traveling at all, but I love just being able to turn on some music and jam out. And so I'm just curious, I haven't gotten to do a road trip with you yet, but I'm really excited for when we get to, um, what is your favorite album or music to listen to on a road trip? 
this would crack me up when I, I knew that, you know, this might be something we were going to talk about. So <laughs> the funny thing about me is like, it just depends on the moment and the environment I'm in. I love to, when I'm on a road trip, I especially love to drive by myself. I love going places by myself. Yeah, um, so I'm not one of those people that it's like, oh, I just got to have this album. It really depends on what I'm thinking about. So it could be, usually it's something decade. Like I might be thinking about a time in my life. Um, and then I thought, you know, in my youth days, it would have been Mary Mary, Grits or Switchfoot. And when it comes to worship, it's usually anything Hillsong, especially young and free. Yeah, that's awesome. I love uh, so that. There's no way. Your, your answer was way holier than mine. <laughs> yes. I was like, I love to listen to Mariah Carey. <laughs> like, I go like all out. But then I go back to like, if it's in the morning time, I like to listen to worship music and that kind of thing. But I like this. It's that decade thing for me. Yeah. So I could have really given you a list of those, but most people listening to this would probably not know that music. So. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> okay. So, um, as we're talking about just journeys in life, you know, if you're, it, what area of your life could you say that you've just been on a journey period? Like, I love this question. And one of the reasons that I do, because being 55 now I can look back and I see the threat, the same threads running throughout my life. And, um, and, and, and it has to do with, uh, the things that point to my insecurities, things that point to my strengths, almost every thread that I see goes through, that goes through, I would say that my journey has really been about living my life authentically mm. and leading my life authentically. That's good. So, um, the thing is, is that, um, it, it all has to do, I, I love experiences. I, you know, I love, I just love all different kinds of experiences. And for me, I almost have a FOMO um, of missing something that, an experience that God might have for me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there is this drive to constantly seek out what does he have because I don't want to miss out on it. That's good. Yeah. That's really, really good. Well, and that you own that too. Like, <laughs> you know, because yeah, you had to learn to own that. And I think part of it has been because I did not grow up in a Christian home. And so the Christian world was extremely foreign to me. I became a Christian when I was about 13 years old. My older sister led me to the Lord. Aww. And, um, and then and I'm the youngest of four girls. So when all my, my sisters went off to college, I was not really very connected in, in church life at all. And especially I'd only go a little bit with them, but, um, completely out of church life by the time I was like 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. And, Every once in a while, when I would dip back in, the culture made no sense to me because I'd never been, I'd, I'd never been around it. So right. to feel like I had to fit into a certain culture, mm -hmm. church culture was really challenging for me because I didn't understand what it had to do with my relationship with Jesus. Right. And so I think that actually was that thing that kind of like, I don't know, it, it shaped who, who am I going to be in this world? Right? right. So that was definitely something that I think I've been on a discovery about for a long time. That's great. That's awesome. You know, I was talking with some students on Tuesday night and we were talking about authenticity a little bit and just how the stereotypes that Christians get, um, even in, in the world today. And it's like that 
that stereotype of that as a Christian, you can't be your authentic self and be a Christian. And, and it's like, that's not how God created us to be at all. He does. He designed us to be authentically you. You (laughs) Um, That's so good. Um, You know, we we're talking about just this, if my journey could teach you anything. So whenever I say that, what are the things that you think, oh my goodness, my journey on authenticity and growing in that department, like if it could teach these girls anything, what would you say I would want to leave with them? I would say, and this, this could sound not that like that powerful, I think to somebody, but if you actually would embrace it, right. Um, you might find yourself really challenged or inspired to continue to move towards it. And I would say that the world needs the real you, not the version you think you need to be. Oh, that is powerful. Put that on a Pinterest quote. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously, the world needs the real you, not the the version you think you need to be. And I think honestly, that that is a that is a daily challenge for everybody yeah because, because we want to we want people to accept us we you know if we're in new environments we're learning how to um to to maybe to respond to those environments socially it's a really it's a really cha- even even wanting to honor your youth pastor do you know what i mean like yeah. I want youth pastor to think i'm this certain way right i want them to be disappointed in me and the reality is that your youth pastor would rather, um, they would rather know really what's, what's going on in your life right. and what you're really struggling with and your thoughts so that they can help speak into that and really show you what God thinks about it and help direct, you know, direct your life. And I think even as a leader, like I think sometimes putting expectations on people, maybe, uh, think like putting expectations that they should be somewhere that maybe that they're not. And so it's really, really important. And I even, I mean that, listen, this could go all the way into even, even the, your personality, like the way you present your personality. I think sometimes we're afraid to be ourselves because we're afraid we're not going to be accepted. But actually when you're the real you, man, it's a whole lot more fun for everybody. Right. (laughs) Right. No, that's so wonderful. I was, you know, as I work with students so much and with teen girls, you know, we did a a girl's photo shoot just this week. And some of the girls were telling me about things with other people at school and stuff like that. And I was like, I wish these girls would just open up and talk to their youth leaders about some of these things. And it's like, it's that fear of being rejected or or shamed or, or, or just not accepted. And it's like, and that's what the enemy wants these us to believe is that the moment we show who we really are, we're, we're going to be cast aside. And like, that is so not the truth with the love of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know if it would be okay. I'd love to share a verse. Like one yeah. of my favorite is like, first off, I would just encourage any girl to read um, the book of Philippians. Cause it's such an encouraging book. I love That's that. one, of my favorite, one of my favorite books, but in Philippians, Philippians chapter three, um, there's a portion of scripture that I feel like my life keeps going back to, and it kind of encourages me um, to live my life authentically and to be 
good with where I'm at, but to keep moving forward, right? So it's in Philippians chapter three, starts with verse 12. It says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. And then I love um, verse, if you go on to verse 16, or actually we'll keep going to verse 15. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree at some point, God's going to make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we've already made. And what I love about verse 16 is that you're talking about really trying to grow. Like I want to grow. I want to learn more about who I am in Christ, what God has for me. And then sometimes I get disappointed that I'm not exactly where I think I should be, or maybe I have a big dream for my life. Right. And I'm I'm not quite there. It seems so far off, but if I can really understand that all God is asking me to do is to hold on to what I've grown to at this point. That's right. Just living that together. And I know that like one of, one of my personal values, it's actually a value for our church as well, as well as legacy. And that is to honor the past, to live for today and to build for the future. And honoring the past says, don't look back. Don't despise where you were, you right. know, maybe how immature you were. You ever look back on stuff and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said <laughs> that. <laughs> but just understand that you were living in the moment yeah. and you your best right right and living for today is like look i can both and i'm a after what is next for sure but i've got to learn how to live in the life that i have right now with the tools that i have right now yes but i get to build for the future which means i'm always motivated to grab more of what god has for me right good i love that i love that thank you that that was good. <laughs> um, you know, whenever it comes to this journey, like what are some of the things? Cause I mean, you didn't just arrive to that just overnight. Like what are some of the things that encouraged you along the way to get there to that, at least to that place of the knowledge and understanding, like who are some of the people, what are some of the things that encouraged you? Um, I think part of it was actually planting myself in the house of God. Um, A lot of people are potted and they like to get their pot, be potted and go somewhere else. (laughs) Another little flower pot over here. But the problem is, is that the roots don't actually ever really grow deep enough that it grows something big and strong. And I know, I know you know that I was a youth pastor for, I was in, I was a youth pastor alongside my husband for 17 years and I would say that that part of that was just, I'm so thankful that that's by the grace of God. You know, it, I don't, it wasn't necessarily, I didn't have any knowledge about this is what I need to do. It's just what I did. But what I learned along the way was that because of that, my roots grew really deep. I, I learned from so many other people. I walked through so many different situations and I didn't have, I couldn't run from them. Right. You know, I had to learn to grow through them. And so, um, yeah, I think along the way, especially if you're somebody who is looking to live and lead authentically, mm-hmm. then you you actually get to see the fruit of your life and other people's lives that you've known right. for a long time. Um, and I think that really helped me to value um, all the experiences that God has given me, the tough, the great, and then to, to allow them to shape my life. 
That's yeah. so good. You know, girls, as I'm talking with Pastor Darlene, she has a palm tree picture behind her. And it reminds me, as you were saying about being planted, it reminds me of a scripture out of Psalms 92, where it talks about, you know, the godly will flourish like palm trees, <laughs> you know, that they're soaking up that water and that they can bend and flex as they're in where, wherever they're planted, but they're planted and they're being nourished. And I think that's so, and I've seen that in my own life as I've allowed myself to be planted in church. Because the thing is, is whenever you, whether it's going to a small group or to a youth group for the first time, you know, you have that honeymoon experience for the first little bit. And then like somebody hurts your feelings, some sort of offense happens. And it's easy to be like, okay, I'm going to dip out like two up, two down, I'm out. <laughs> like, and, and I love that you, like, I love that part of you and Pastor Eric's story that y'all have been planted um, just in a few places over the course of your ministry in general. I love that. You know, I think it's interesting because if we're, if we are talking to any girls out there that are, that really are seeking to do ministry, you know, mm -hmm. um, with, you know, throughout their life and they're looking like, God, what do you have for me? I, I would say this is the conversation that needs to be had it's one thing when you are a young teenager and you have an opportunity to experience different youth groups with your friends, you know what I mean? Or your parents yeah. might change churches. But the truth is when you start to really get serious about the calling of God that's on your life, it's really important that you allow yourself to grow through the tough times with in, in you know, maybe in an environment sometimes that you're like, Oh, I don't like this. I used to love being here, but I'm, I don't like this right now. Well, you know what? Life is like that. Right. And if you can't learn to experience in that um, alongside other believers, you won't be able to lead other people That's in good. ministry that way. So it's definitely something I think that in the long run, girls that are looking to be in ministry and they're looking to fulfill the calling God on their life need to understand that there's a real strength in being planted and letting your roots go down. That's good. Um, you know, what are some of the biggest changes you've made in your life as you've been on this journey in order to set yourself up for success in this department? This is an ongoing thing for me because I feel like I tend to face it maybe in different seasons of my life. And it might have to do with just my age, you know, or just my stage in life, like what, what's going on around me. But I think I had to stop trying to live up to other people's expectations. Um, and again, you know, if we're talking to somebody, anybody that says, you know, I, I just want to be in, I want to be a youth pastor. I want to be a missionary or, you know, like, because when you're leading in ministry, there's always going to be somebody's perception of what they think you should be and what, how you should be leading the decisions that you're making. Yeah. And what that has done for me is it's always caused me to, uh, to seek more of my relationship with Jesus, to be led by the Holy Spirit, because I can't allow what everybody else thinks determine the decisions that I'm going to make for my life or the responsibility that I have. Always get sound wisdom. I mean, you are so great at that, Caroline, that you've got, you have placed great people around you. Um, and that's so important, but at the same time, you have to learn to really trust what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and also be okay with who you are. 
It's like I said earlier, like if you, if you're trying to be this person that you think you're supposed to be, and you actually don't really seek out, um, who God has created you to be, then man, it's just going to be a challenge. And I, I think there's been many times where I found myself in, in depression or in dark places. And the realization in that time was that, oh, I've allowed other people's expectations to determine my worth. or to determine um, my abilities and it's just not true so yeah that's good that's really really good and I think that's an ongoing you're right like that's an ongoing process I feel like because I know I was just sharing with a friend just trying to you know girls we've made announcements about our girls conference going to conference kits this year and, you know, I, I wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with that. And I felt like I was just tumbling over and over and over again about it. And what's the risk? What's the, you know, what's the opportunity? And it wasn't until I stopped and went to the beach and said, okay, Jesus, <laughs> I need you to tell me, you know, what to do. And then I had that piece of like, okay, if somebody disagrees with me on this, it's okay. (laughs) But so many times we don't stop to go seek, seek out that, like we can hear the counsel of of the people that care for us. But whenever we see God, we have that peace to go forward. You know, that's, you know, how are you, I see it all every day, but I, I want the girls to hear, you know, how are you helping other people in their journey? It's so funny because I think, you know, you can get a little starry-eyed when you you get into ministry and you start to to experience some maybe some kind of success, whatever you think success looks like. You know, maybe you are reaching a lot of people, or people are showing up to the events that you're having, and you're like, "Yes, we got this going on," or whatever. And then honestly, you can get a little starry-eyed and and think, wow, see, almost imagine yourself on a platform. I think it's fantastic that, that you communicate the way that you do and you do have a platform. God's given you that. But I think if you seek out a platform, you know, then a lot of times you can be disappointed. I've had a great opportunity. I, you know, I'm actually speaking with my husband this weekend, um, for church, but, um, I've, you know, I've had other opportunities to speak, uh, you know, conferences and everything, like you said, but it isn't the main part of what my life is. And um, there was a time where I kept thinking that it was going to be the main part of my life. Right. And I'm not really sure why I thought that was, that would be so effective that everybody would really just want to hear what I had to say. You know what I mean? I I used to just want to preach about all these insights that I might have because I don't know, you know, everybody wants to give something to the world. Right. Yeah. Give something to the world. But I think I really discounted, that the platform that God had really given me was more of a mother um, and that I would rather see you succeed. It actually fills me up to see you succeed. I'm like, Oh, I want to help Caroline level up in every area of her life, you know? Um, And so I would say that that would be actually such a a pleasure for me right now that I, I get the opportunity that I'm, uh, I'm in a place where I have some great younger ministers around me and I'm just like, Oh, come on. Like, let's yeah. make this stuff happen. I, w- I want to dig in there. And I think specifically, uh, and I, I think you know this about me, but um, there's a big part of what I do is really helping people to find their values. Your values actually 
help help you kind of get a great picture of the kind of life that you would like to experience. And when that happens and you can add that to your purpose, which is what God has specifically created you for. Like I know, like I have a purpose statement. I know what God has specifically created me to do. And because of that, it gives me a really great sense of, of confidence and clarity about some of the decisions that I make but it is a discovery that happens and it's something that you have to dig into. Right. So I would say, you know, I get to do that as a pastor, yeah. which is so exciting. Um, my main focus obviously is our staff. Um, and then I get to do that as a coach because I have a, I have a coaching business. So I also do that coaching. I love to work with women on helping them to define those things. But what I'm really excited about is, I'm going to be moving into doing retreats with uh, groups of friends. It could be uh-huh. teenage girls. It could be women in ministry. It could be business colleagues, but I want to do some retreats. And I've got, I've actually got two plans coming up this fall where we get together and we get to discover those things together and encourage each other so that when you leave, you have some great clarity and confidence about this is how I make a difference in the world. That's and you know, that's what we're created for. God created, he, he created us to worship him, but boy, he gets joy out of watching us make a difference in this, in this world that he created he loves. So, yeah. I love that. You know, I, I say this, uh, in my mind about you a lot, but I think like, man, she's such a good mama to many. Like you, you, you spiritually mama so many. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing that it's, whether it be your staff or your own children or, you know, people, kids in the church or just women or other pastors, um, it's a joy to watch you be able to just love on them and lead them up and, and help them, help them discover who they are. Cause that's what mamas do, right? They help, they help nurture, nurture kids into knowing who they are. Um, and, and that the, it's a safe place for them to discover that. And so I think that is just a beautiful thing because girls, we all need mamas, right? <laughs> like, it, like spiritual mamas. And, and that is such an important thing. So if you don't have a spiritual mama, we want to encourage you to go find one. Um, look to your small group leaders, look to your youth leaders, um, maybe parents of your friends at, from church, um, the moms that are giving you car rides all the time. Those might be really good mamas for you. Um, and if not, you know, I would say pray about it. Maybe God will highlight somebody <laughs> if you don't have someone immediately. But Darlene, we just want to thank you for just sharing your wisdom and, and just mamaing us even via the web and <laughs> via a podcast today. So thank you so much for just sharing with us. And, and we just really appreciate your wisdom. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, girls, I just want to remind you that you can still uh, purchase our Waves Girls Conference kits. And I just am so excited to even start to hear some of you talking about getting slumber parties together to watch the worship videos and the sermons and dig into the Bible study books and, and have some dance parties and all those different things, even just in your own homes or with your own youth groups. And so I hope you'll go online to wavesgirlsconference.com and just go on and register for that. And just want to keep reminding you every week we have somebody 
everybody different during this season. Um, we have ministry leaders, we have girls your age, um, we have the whole gamut of different people sharing about their journey and what God has taught them in the process. And so we just hope that you will go forward to start making waves for Christ this week. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.